Buzz Buzz Babies, and welcome back to another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, I've got a Mad Cave superstar, or can we call him the superstar? Because he's like the whole ass boss of the company? I don't know. Mark London is in the house. Have you guys heard of him? He's written Wolvenheart. He's written Battle Cats, Knights of the Golden Sun. He has all these crazy, awesome titles from Mad Cave, but we're here to talk about a new one that's very special tonight. It's called Hunt, Kill, Repeat. It's going to be coming on the shelves soon in March, and you're just a damn silly person if you don't have this pre-ordered and for the next little while we're going to talk about all the reasons why you need this new comic and all those older comics actually in your life mark how you doing tonight sir good good blake and after that introduction i mean i couldn't be better <laughs> I, li- I like to i like to start things off strong right so when it peters out later you know we're, i still got you feeling good <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> so i I, I knew, you know, did you become the leader of Mad Cave just so that they would have to publish your comics? Because I I mean, I, I feel like that's one strategy, right? But they're all really good. So, I mean, I feel like you didn't necessarily need the leadership role to get published, but that that's one way to make it in the industry, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do get... Uh... Not a lot, because again, a lot of a lot of folks don't know exactly how Mad Cave got started, but the thing is that Mad Cave really it's 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 sort of an accident because um, what I wanted to do with with my books with my stories it was it was just a passion project it was a passion project I wanted to start like a fan page um, get some artists that could collaborate on the on the scripts the comics throw in a few pages here and there but then as we started progressing and everything started taking shape it, it kind of turned into a a healthy publisher, uh, of course, with all its its caveats and all these difficulties. But I think that we had something that when we engaged with the fans and when we started giving them um, some taste of what we were all about, they 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 stacked. They, the response was really really favorable. So so it, it just kept growing from there. And then it was like, oh my god! So so there are certain folks that have actually given us a shot, and that's why also we started. The talent search, um, which was discovering people from the not the industry, but people that had never been published, mm-hmm. that actually had either the writing chops or the artistic uh, chops to publish a comic book, and that's that's what we did. And it kind of like kept on snowballing from there. And and I'm I'm very humbled and I'm very grateful of uh, of what we have accomplished. Yeah, I, you guys have accomplished a ton, and you have great. You have great books and everybody I've talked to is like loves working with you guys, right? Like uh, David Hazan and I hit it off pretty well. Um, And we've had a couple interviews, but we talk a lot sometimes too. And like, he's, he's so happy. uh, And and he's got his new book Mm -hmm. coming out from you guys too. And then now the Nottingham Mm -hmm. anthology spinoff is, is out Um, friend of the show, Jared Lujan. Um, one at, you know, mm-hmm. one, won the competition and, and did dry foot with you guys. And, and, you know, all these, so many people have just nothing but great things to say about you. And in, in the tumultuous realm of indie comic publishing right now, that, that says a lot, man. Like it's, it's scary times out there for, for, for boutique publishers and creators. And, um, it's very cool that you guys are able to keep your head above water to keep, um, you know, steadily pumping out the goods. Uh, what, what sets you apart from, you know, I don't, I don't want to like throw other publishers under the bus, but like, what do you, what do you guys, mm-hmm. what do you think you guys are doing differently to, to combat this, this mm-hmm. new age of publishing? Cause like, I'm like, even boom, boom is on Kickstarter now doing their like hardcover releases before they come out. Um, you know, more and more of these mm-hmm. publishers are going to Kickstarter for, for various uh, reasons. You know, um, it was a bummer. One of my favorite publishers aftershock is in some trouble, you know, like, and, and um, we're seeing, you know, some of the, this, this news continues to roll out, but but you guys are staying ahead of the game. Uh, you're running a tight ship, and and you seem to be um, you seem to be progressing along like like everything's normal. So like, what what is what's your secret? I guess, or, or if you're allowed to reveal it, I maybe maybe it's like the it's like the KFC <laughs> recipe. You can't tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that um, something again. It's it's I think it's part of of the accident because really uh, a lot of folks that that. Um, joined me since the beginning 
um, they don't come from the comic book industry. They, they come from the business world. So th- th- this is the way that I like to associate myself with like-minded folks that actually like to treat others as you would like to be treated. I mean, it's it's just as simple as that. Like, So oh. the way that we do business is we go into a contract, we establish the rules early on, and what you see is what you get. And we love what we're doing. We love creating worlds, coming up with awesome stories uh, that people are really, really going to enjoy and really I know that we are grateful that they have this hard-earned cash and they're giving it to us, supporting us. So we can't expect to give in nothing less but the absolute best. And also the way that – thank you for those nice comments about uh, Jared and David, um, two talent search winners. Um, I think that, again, it's just we treat everybody with respect. And I think that we are a creator's first company besides anything else. Right. So I think that it's, it's, it, it's as simple as that, not, 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 a, not a crazy recipe. And uh, <laughs> my, my philosophy, yeah, my philosophy is just that you do right um, by other people, by yourself, and, and, and the rest will – will take care of itself. So call me naive, but but again, uh, I like to spread positivity and, and that's everything that that Mad Cave is all about. That's awesome. No, I I don't think that's naive at all. I think it's I think it's inspiring. Um, you know, I I am very uh, I, I come from that same uh, you know kind of genre. Like I work really hard to be a, a positive mm-hmm. influence on the internet. I think it's I think it's really easy and sure. you can get a lot of extra clicks and views to like, you know, um to 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 put people down or to to put a product down or or to you know have some kind of nasty hot takes and stuff like that. And that's not the brand that, that I want to put out there. And it, and it has been, I've, I've seen other people like succeed at, at being a little nasty at, 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 you know, putting out that, that kind of edgy discourse. Right. And that's just not what I want to be. But I think that like, my audience may be growing slower than I want it to, but I also think it's more loyal. Mm-hmm. Like people really like me. They like my brand. If I recommend a comic, people read it. Uh, they, they trust me. Right. I, you know, it's not, I'm not just like accumulating a, a ton of followers and subscribers um, just because they, mm-hmm. they think I'm kind of like a, a, a prick, but in a funny way. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and and mm-hmm. so I, I like that. I, I like, uh, I like that idea of applying that to, uh, to, business practices mm-hmm. because i think uh you know it, like i said especially uh today right now man it's so, it's such a bummer to see a lot of these um to to see these these elements working against publishing houses right and and it's it's kind of scary mm-hmm. uh and i know i know it's mm-hmm. it's scary for for you know owners of these boutique publishers but you know also creatives you know it's like I got, I got these yes. books that I want to come out and then sometimes they get put in limbo and sometimes they don't come out at all. And then as we've seen, uh, mm-hmm. the, over the last couple of years of like people trying to like wrestle with people to get the rights back to their books to, you know, and it's, it's just crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I never, that's one of the weird things about doing what I do now is I see a lot more of the comic book industry than I ever did before, which I like, right. It's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to mm-hmm. know this world a lot better. Um, but yeah, just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a worrisome time right now. And, and I'm really glad that, that you guys are staying ahead of that, that trouble. Like it, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Cause I, I think you guys do, you put out really great products. Uh, you got a great eye for creatives, uh, art and, and storytellers, uh, I just, I, I really like, I really like what you guys do. I also like how you treat press. Like you, you guys have always been re- very kind to me. Um, your marketing team helped me put on a, a Nottingham live stream. Um, and you know, like mm-hmm. they, I mean, your, your mm-hmm. marketing guys even made like promo art for me, which was like, absolutely like, when I got that email and they were like, Hey, we made, I was like, what you, you guys just, I like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so you just, you're very kind to, to press and, um, you're very organized, like the whole mad hub deal i know listeners may have heard me mention that like you know a lot of uh publishers they'll send out weekly emails right like press releases with the the pdfs to get like review copies and stuff and they send those out to reviewers and what what you guys do is you add people to your list and give them a password and you actually log into this very nice and clean website that is very organized very easy to like 
have all the comics from past, present and future uh, just there ready for <laughs> reviewers. And like, I love that, man. I, I wish, I wish more people would steal your idea kind of, cause I, I think it works really well. Uh, and, and yeah, so anyways, I just love everything about Mad Cave and it's so, it's mm -hmm. kind of irritating to me that like you're both in charge of that and writing really great comics, like at the same time, like what, what are you like? You're like this magical entity in the, in the comic book world. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that, well, again, well, thank you so much for, for the high praise, Blake. And, and again, yes, shout out to Alison Marie Pond. She's our marketing director and Maja V. Um, they're just amazing. And, 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 and we treat you guys, I mean, with, with the utmost respect also, because again, you're the guys that help us just to put the word out, um, as a, as an indie publisher, as a boutique, as, as, as you, as, as you call it, smaller guys. Of course, we need all the help that we can get. So we're super thankful that you guys, I mean, take a chance on us and have us on your show. So again, we're always going to go the extra mile. Also with trying to make your lives easier. Like, okay, I haven't heard of Matt K before. So where can I check your books? Hey, we have a hub. Everything's laid out to you. Check out, read the synopsis, see what, see something that, that you like. And then you, you pick up from there and then you go and, and maybe support us eventually with, with other titles where you may see create a creative team that actually like you really like. And then you see another book coming up from them with Matt Cave or, or from another publisher. And then they also grow as, as professionals. So again, thank you so much. And coming back to your, to your question is, is, well, the thing is that I, I think that I have the best. Uh, comic book team in the entire industry. I mean, everybody helped me so much in, in terms of running a healthy publisher, uh, although it's madness sometimes and, <laughs> and, and we have, and we have our, our, our little issues. Um, but again, every job has it and has them. So it's, it's natural. But I think that again, everybody's so professional and I get so much help that, that I'm able to just switch hats and be like, okay, um, let's run the company. That's my role. Uh, for this week and then maybe next week I'm just gonna try to invest myself and, and, and try to come up with with the best possible writing that I can um, because I'm passionate about an idea or a series so that that's that's also the secret right there <laughs> yeah that's that's so what I <laughs> yourself with the best <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah when you when you work around when you work with great people and and yeah it, it totally changes uh it changes your mentality you know when when work doesn't always feel like work even though it of course you're with deadlines and stuff things get stressful but i i i like that you mentioned that balance because i was curious about that uh with you like i have no idea what it would be like to be the ceo of anything right um I, i'm i'm on a, <laughs> I'm unemployed right now. So like, I definitely have no idea what it would be like to be the CEO of anything, but to have like that on your shoulders while simultaneously coming up with new series and creating those new series and writing, keeping up with your own deadlines. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously this is going to be different for like everybody, but like, how do you, how do you stay organized and how do you keep from burnout? Great question. Um, something that I try to tell the team always is that, again, we work from nine to six. Um, we don't work on weekends. I mean, I, I don't like people just putting overtime. Um, weekends are for family, extra time. I mean, nights, evenings nice. are for your family, loved ones, whatever you like to do. Again, if you need to just invest a lot more of your time to the company, because that's really something that you're passionate about, that that's something that you really want to do, fine. It's, it's, it's up to you. But again, I think that you do need a healthy balance in life. So because these don't things don't happen, you burn out, you get stressed. Um, the company also has a very, very accommodating policy with its PTOs. So, uh, I mean, if you need a personal day to yourself, I mean, by all means, everybody's a professional because we don't, I don't think that Mad Cave or my, my policy has always been to never micromanage anything, Blake. It's just like, I can't be a babysitter. Mm -hmm. So everybody, especially in this industry, and because you are really a chain, a production chain of things, everybody's working in tandem to produce the best result. If something lacks in that chain of events, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. So a lot of people that we have on the team, they know this. So they, and, and they're professionals and they, they, they don't like to be told what to do. Never. Because again, it's just, it's just how professional they are. Nice. So that's something that, that, that I, that I really like. And again, if somebody has, again, 
not only the way that we treat people, because I think that the most important asset or the most important commodity a, a company, no matter what it is, has, it's its people. So if you don't take care of your people and then you're not, again, surrounding yourself with the best people, um, that's exactly what you're going to produce. You're going to pre- you're going to produce mediocre results, and that's not what we're all about. Sure, we're still growing, we're still learning. Um, we don't know everything, um, but I like to focus on on the progress that we have made since we started this small publisher eight years ago. Eight years, wow, that's cool, man. Um, eight years, yeah. <laughs> how, you know, not not every I know Image does it. Image and Skybound do it every now and then. They they do those like writing competitions to find new talent, but that's not a that's not mm-hmm. like a universal thing, uh, you know. It, it, it actually is more with like pro, like prose and poetry, and you know, like the short story mm-hmm. world, um, which is like where I, mm-hmm. I I used to, you know, I was in grad school, I was writing prose, I was writing creative nonfiction essays mm-hmm. and stuff, and uh, you know, trying mm-hmm. to do like the publishing racket and, and all the the limitless writing contests, right? There's so many to that you can yeah. enter and try and be a part of, um, but it's still not as prevalent in the sequential graphic narrative world like some some people do it um you know and, and but not many and you guys mm-hmm. I, it feels like you guys have had pretty good luck with it because like i mean look at look at where what jared luhan is is turning into now you know like he's he got invited to the dc milestone initiative and um you know he's mm-hmm. he's got a lot of stuff going on and and his you know first break really was dry after winning the competition was dry foot from you guys uh and then and then looking mm-hmm. at like david Hazan and like he's blowing up everybody loves him he's got uh he, mm-hmm. he always tells me all this stuff that i can't talk about but he's got like five different projects from three different publishers uh and you know he's got mm-hmm. all this he's got all this all that going on and uh in nottingham i feel like has has done pretty well for you guys i re- i remember mm-hmm. like when people were fighting in the streets because they couldn't get those issues man like there was like small riots of like you know, it was very much. It was very much like the mm-hmm. like like the, uh, the the proletariat versus the royalty that happens in the in the narrative, but it was happening like inside of comic book shops and 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 you know like people mm-hmm. were putting the the books on eBay for astronomical prices, and then you guys tried to do the yes. the, the extra printings. Um, and mm-hmm. and again, like I I kind of laugh because I pre-ordered them all, right? I told the shop to pre-order them, <laughs> and and when you tell them to do that, all of a sudden you're not having to scramble for these copies, right? Uh, and and mm-hmm. you know, like I, even the extra prints, like I told them, I was like, hey, I want every print that they do, like get it for me, and they did, and and I didn't have to fight for it, and it was just in my pull list. The only one I lucked out with is because I didn't pre-order Nottingham number one. Um, because I okay. it, 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 like mm-hmm. I it, like I won't, it was slipped by my radar. I'm, I'm not a perfect individual. I make mistakes. I don't, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you knew that, but I make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> it happens to the best <laughs> of us. Exactly. You're okay, Blake. but I I won a contest from you guys. I won. I got the. You guys sent me the um the first issue and i got a poster as well and so i ended up i ended up mm-hmm. not having to pay the ebay tax for number one and then i loved it so much like i pre i pre-ordered cool. all the extra issues so yeah it was but it was it just i just remember like just the the internet was so angry and scrambling and all these people are just like pre-order the damn comics just it's a, it's an easy fix, ladies and gentlemen. And but still, you know, some people are mm-hmm. weird about that. They just want to go to the shop and find what they want. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. uh, again, like that's you got. I feel like that was a, a great success. And then uh, the, the the trades did well, or and are doing well. People are still mm-hmm. picking those up. Uh, and then you guys did mm-hmm. that cool hardcover uh, special volume one hardcover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And you also did some cool like uh, some some convention variants. I remember. Um, and, and so just like Correct. I, it, it, you have like a really good property there uh, and a great team. Like all, I, all those guys I love to death. They're so talented and, and fun to talk to. Uh, but yeah, so, so th- that's the kind of quality you're, you're putting out uh, across the board, not just with Nottingham. You know, uh, one of my favorite books from you guys is I swear we'll get to your comics soon, Mark. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I just love, again, I love that the publisher is, is like, and, and thank you for that also, Blake. But again, I, I care about the publisher i do care about mad cape the it happens that i write some of its books and sometimes i launch uh, a series here and there and i promote my own stuff but again it, it all comes down to what mad cave is doing yeah. so again 
I love to talk about Matt Cave. So please continue. But yeah, one, one of my favorite books from you guys is Stargazer. And I actually got to, Anthony was just on the show a couple weeks ago. We had a blast. I saw that. We had a blast talking. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, I guess I almost made him cry after after he was like, he was like, dude, you you almost got me a couple times talking about Stargazer. And I was like, dude, it just, I, I love aliens and UFOs. And like, there's just so like the brother, sister, mm-hmm. you know, my sister and I are really tight and, so it's just like there, nice. there were so many things in that that just kind of like spoke to me. And uh, it, again, the quality <laughs> of the stuff that you guys are putting out. One thing I won't lie um, is wh- I for a long time, I've seen people talk about Battle Cats. Right. And I was like, yeah. I was like, OK, like the art's cool, you know, like I get it. And it just never felt like it was for me. And I'm so glad that we set this interview up because I finally read a couple volumes of it, right? And it fucking mm-hmm. blew me away, man. I was like, I was like, <laughs> wow, was I wrong? Like this is, I was like, yes, all the cats, all fight, all the time, like swords, magic. Let's fucking go. I had so much fun with that, and just like I read that volume one so fast, uh, just like couldn't mm-hmm. didn't stop mm-hmm. from from like you know one to, one to the fifth issue. I think the fifth or sixth issue, however many were in that trade mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it it was so good and then i was kind of surprised that you are redoing volume one right now mm-hmm. you're you're like mm-hmm. with with new art mm-hmm. tighter you know tighter dialogue mm-hmm. a little bit same nothing yep. nothing like yep. plot beat wise is changing really um you're yep. just kind of it's more mm-hmm. streamlined i guess i've never seen that really happen before like what what made you want to mm-hmm. go back and mm-hmm. uh like your your three or i guess your four volumes there's three volumes and then there's the like side story volume right so you're mm-hmm. you're four volumes into this series and you decide to go back mm-hmm. and kind of revamp mm-hmm. the the intro like what what was your thought process mm-hmm. in that well the artist from one through four in the, in the first volume which is actually five issues um, is different. So Mike Camello, which is a regular artist on Battle Cats, and, and I love that kid to death because I think that he does such a fantastic job, um, was not the artist on one through four. Okay. So because he has been with us also since the beginning and he has really, really invested a lot of time, heart and soul in drawing the most spectacular cats beating the crap out of each other <laughs> um, for years now. Um, we sat down with, with the editorial team and we were like, hey, you know what? Why don't we give Mikey a shot? And we basically just have the whole thing um, within his style. So that's really what we, okay. that was the main reason why we decided to revamp. But also, you're right, tighter dialogue, a little here and there. Again, remember that um, Battle Cats was probably what's launched Mad Cave Studios when we used to go to conventions. People had no idea what Mad Cave was, but we were the Battle Cats guys. <laughs> so a lot of people were like, oh, Battle Cats, okay, good. No, but we're from Mad Cave. What? <laughs> No. Oh, Battle Cats. Okay, Battle Cats. So, so it was it was a comic, not a publisher. So, and also the first volume because it was we launched it so long ago, and then with all the mistakes and and everything that couldn't been better at the time. So I still feel pretty damn uh, happy how those how that series started and everything. Sure, we've learned a few more tricks um, after doing this after in all those years, but we felt that we can give Mikey a shot because eventually what we're going to do with those three volumes is we're going to collect them in an absolute standard pristine edition. Uh, So people can actually like enjoy the the whole series as it should. And we wanted to have, again, the exact same creative team all across the board. So that's part of the reason why we decided to just uh, redo those first four issues. Man, talk about giving the artist credit. Like, you know, so many, there's so much of that discourse of like writer versus artist and like you know who's the you know who's running the show and and who's not and and you totally like redid the whole first volume of your baby uh to to like yeah give your main artist like a shot at the whole ordeal like that's so that's so cool man i because I, I was mm-hmm. wondering because it's not i say t- the, the the language is tighter and it it's it's structured mm-hmm. a little better but i, I mean like you got to be nitpicky about yes. it right because that first volume was good okay. it really did like it it sold me it was a blast i love the characters i love the mm-hmm. magic i thought it was a beautiful book the colors and art were great action looked great uh the whole deal about the the second mm-hmm. king and the monster in the cave and mm-hmm. like oh my god dude i was like mm-hmm. i was like i was like wow this is again i could not believe 
I couldn't believe how much like I I was like I can't believe I put this off for so long thinking it wasn't you know for me and uh and and, and it ended up like just it really sang to me but yeah it, I do like those the, okay. I, I've read the three new issues of and and it, it, okay. it is working and I the art's good it looks it looks very it looks very pretty but yeah like, that ma- that makes sense too but I I was like the whole time I was just kind of wondering I was like man like it's not like it was a bad comic you know and I was like I, I wanted I was wondering no. why you'd want to like go through that and mm-hmm. redo it but that's cool like mm-hmm. and, and that's exciting mm-hmm. that now if you put together a, a compendium or omnibus like i know you guys don't do a lot of hard covers like would that be a hard cover or would you keep it the soft cover or? that would that would yes great great question blake no that would absolutely be a, a hard cover nice. and it would be like absolute pristine edition oversized um and you're basically just gonna have all three volumes plus all the side stories uh promo work and then a few um, I don't know, new pieces of art, never before seen sketches and, and, and a lot. So, so yeah, because again, the story concludes with volume three. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you're right. I mean, th- this has been my baby since the beginning. So again, I want to put it, um, and I know that the team is excited to do this in, in a format that it, that, that we can be just like, okay, we did it. And, uh, and the fans are going to be super, super happy with it. So, so again, thank you so much for, for, for praising the series. Oh yeah, man. I, 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 I was, I was so happy to, again, it, it really did. I love that. I, I, I know solicits are necessary for the business. Right. And I know that they're, they help with pre-orders and, and the previews world magazine. And I know how important all that is, but like, I can't stand solicits. Like they, I feel like sometimes they say too much. Like you know, when I do my reviews, I usually copy and paste the solicit at the beginning of the review mm-hmm. uh, from previews. And, and I've noticed sometimes like, it'll like say everything that happens in, in the first issue and then some, and I'm like, well, this, that, that hasn't even happened yet. Like, why is that in the solicit? So, you know, I like going into comics blind a lot and being surprised or, or you, you know, you hear like murmurings on the internet of like, everybody's picking up this book and it's crazy. Right. And, and then you, you read it, but you don't really mm-hmm, know what it's mm-hmm. about. Um, and that's, that's how bad, I mean, battle cats, I, I knew like, it was like cats with weapons and magic and like, they fight, <laughs> right. But yeah. you know, the, the fact of it, just being like it's a great fantasy story like it could work with people right it it, it could still sure. work but that that whole layer that you add to it by by the, the animals and and including like uh the you know there's even like some dogs and and like you know the, this whole deal of like the 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 anthropomorphic animals I mean, it just it works so well and and it's so cool and uh mm-hmm. i'm so i'm so glad i read it because yeah i, I that would have been a Anybody else who's, who thinks like that, uh, you, you got to check it out. If, if like, if you dig fantasy, it's a, it's a great, it's a great fantasy comic. If you like animals, it's a great comic. If you love cats, duh, you got to get it. Uh, and you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to like, look at that. Um, and then like, you know, uh, night to the golden sun, uh, you know, uh, also, also like the, you're writing different kinds of dialogue here too. Right. To kind of like mm-hmm. that kind of like loftier poetry poetic dialogue that kind of ties into the fantasy world or, or the, or, or divinity, right. If like how these angels are talking to each other, they're not going to, they're not going to talk like you and I necessarily, right. There's going to be like an added, uh, an added layer to that dialogue. And I think you do that really well, Uh, but like fast forward to what we're here to talk about for real, uh, which is, which is hunt, kill, Mm -hmm. repeat, um, Mm -hmm. or hunt, repeat, hunt, hunt, kill, repeat, right. I screw that up. Hunt, kill, repeat. Yes. Uh All right. I get titles of books wrong all you would think i would learn by now to have like a sticky note somewhere that has like <laughs> the title of the book no no, no but you got it you got it <laughs> um but uh i was so impressed with this um uh, you know talking about how like the di- the new dialogue in the in the battle cats remake seems a little tighter like your writing has um and i've uh, again i enjoy your writing but this new book dude you're you're coming at like a whole new level um the the intensity the violence the pain the regret uh, the, the, the fear, you know, this, the, of all the, you know, the, also the, the critique of technology, cause it's in there. It's very, you know, like, it's, it, we're so obsessed with technology. Like we've, we've pissed off the gods and they've, they've come down to earth and made fucking iPhones illegal. Right. And it's just like, I love that. I, yeah. I love that. It's, it reminds me of like, uh, Mark Russell and Matt Kent do that as well in their narratives. You know, they, they very much like put on a critique of 
of humanity, like full on display. Um, they use humor, uh, you know, to kind of to kind of like disguise that critique. Um, whereas like and you are kind of using uh, violence and action. Uh, to to mask the critique, but there is there is like a a comment saying of like you know we are um, as humanity we're we're a little bit too obsessed with ourselves, too obsessed with technology, and where's that going to leave us in the future? Right, it, it could take us mm-hmm. into scary places. Mm-hmm. Do I think that the gods are going to come down and then take over? No, I you know like and that's that's the fantastical nature of it, and that's the the beauty <laughs> that's the beauty of comic books, right? Because you can get that kind of crazy and you can mm-hmm. make that happen. Um, but it is it's so good. I love I love how it's like what the solicits like Kill Bill meets you know the the, the Greek pantheon and like Clash of the Titans. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, and it, mm-hmm. it, it very is that, uh, you know, especially because, you know, uh, basically, you know, Artem- Artemis has has shrugged off uh, her 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 family and is is living with a with a human she fell in love with um and i won't mm-hmm. i won't spoil like what happens but she's pregnant and um you know it, it turns into one hell of a revenge narrative which again like those are hard to write because it's like writing a zombie or vampire book right everybody's everybody's done that so you got to try really hard to stick out against the competition and th- you've done that here you you have turned the revenge genre like you haven't just flipped it upside down you like like a cat swiped a bottle off the table and broke the glass and water spilt everywhere and it's, it's a crazy mess now and it's going to take forever to clean it up uh you, like it's so good man and and you know also the art and the colors the lettering um the lettering's great you know i love how it changes but between like human and divine i think that's really smart uh mm-hmm. and the bubbles like when zeus talks and stuff uh I love how big of an asshole Zeus is. Like, God, you're just like, <laughs> I haven't hated a comic book character that much in a while, right? And like, and, and like enjoying that hatred, like, like, oh, that motherfucker, I can't wait to see what he does next, though. You know, like, and I, that's, that's like, mm-hmm. that's smart writing, man. And uh, I'm so excited for people to get to read this in March. Uh, it, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure you are too. But I mean, I, I feel like this is going to be a big, this feels like a big book. Uh, and, and I know you're doing a lot of press for it. It's getting covered very well. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who's online knows about this book. I, or I, I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I see a lot of press talking about it. Um, and, and that's, you know, what, mm-hmm. what put it on my radar on top of like the emails and stuff you guys send out. But yeah, once, you know, you hear people talk about it, but once you dive into this book, it's like, it, it, it's, it's very unique. I don't, I don't see a lot of stuff on the shelves right now um, that remind me of this. Uh, every, every character like I said, even the ones you hate, uh, you love to hate them. Uh, Artemis, like I'm, I'm so like I am all about Artemis, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for her. Like uh, I love the 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 cover where she's pregnant with the bow and arrow. Uh, the the cover B. Um, so I mean the in the mm-hmm. the interior art is phenomenal too. And this comic has this premiere issue has everything going for it, right? Everything you want. And you even get some extra pages. You get like, what, 43 pages or something? Yeah. Are, are, yes, is every yes. issue going to be mm-hmm. longer or did you guys just do that for the premiere? No, we did that for the premiere. Okay. Again, we wanted to give the fans uh, more bang for their buck, Blake. In, in, uh, I know the first issue, sometimes they're tricky, especially with what we were talking about earlier about like Nottingham and, and people that miss Nottingham one. We weren't like, okay, um, we stand by this series. We're going to give more uh, to the fans Mm -hmm. um, when they pick up their issue and be like, oh, okay. Um, So this is what the story is going to be. And I think that if you had a great time with issue one, um, I think that issue two, it's much better. It would just... It's pedal to the metal. I mean, there's 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 no stopping with with this series. So yeah, the way it is, so yeah, the the way we're giving- the first issue ends, like I knew, I was like, I yeah. was like, man, Mark would have to try really hard to fuck up that second issue. <laughs> <laughs> And I've I've read sometimes you're your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I mean, I've I've read a, a handful of your stuff now, and I feel like you know you you know you know what to look for in comics to publish, right? And you know how to write, and you write well, and and I think that's why your comics you. are 
are pretty awesome, right? Is because I you have that you have that CEO mentality on top of the creator mentality, right? So like you're writing your story, and and I don't think you would necessarily like get in the way of yourself, but you know I think like maybe when you're writing, you know, like you get ideas and and you're you know like yep that'll sell, like oh yep like people will people will buy into this that'll push a third issue, you know so you know stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you know that's. I think that's very important um, that I, obviously like mm-hmm. a lot of creatives don't have. Right. Cause there's a lot of, you know, I mean, Robert Kirkman doesn't even write as, I mean, he writes like a couple, like he's got like firepower going, but like he's, he's kind of chilled out, you know, in, in his role of like, you know, he's, he's, he's like, you know, more of a corporate, he, he does a lot of corporate stuff now and, and uh, like overwriting, mm-hmm. but you know, when he writes firepower, it's real good. And it's like, you guys, mm-hmm. you guys know mm-hmm. what people want to buy, uh, what people want to collect and, and what's going to keep the fans mm-hmm. coming back to comic book shops, looking for these titles. And I see that in all your stories, man, like, like Wolvenheart. I love, I, I read volume one of Wolvenheart, which was the first seven issues. And um, uh, like mm-hmm. talking about like the, the revenge narrative, like, now you're you're dealing with like you know dorian gray and uh and vampires and dracula and 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 uh and werewolves and stuff and and one thing wolvenheart does well is like we've seen all these things separately but i like all to get when you bring them all together into the one crazy time jumping mm-hmm. narrative um that mm-hmm. that chain and then you also like i just said you throw like a time travel mechanic into it as well and it's you would think like, like if, if you're pitching this comic to somebody, right. And, and, and pitches are hard to write. You know, you got, you like two sentences of who you are, m- maybe a paragraph to like sell your vision to a publisher and, and convince them to buy this and print it and, you know, pick you up and like how you could like fit all that into like four or five sentences. Like, all right. So there's like, there's these vampires and werewolves and this like society of, of people called Wolvenheart and they like fight all these things. And then also Dorian Gray's there and his picture is really important. Like we're going to come back to that picture a lot. And then, Oh, and they jump through time, ladies and gentlemen, Like <laughs> that's just like so much to like, to, to pitch. And, and when you like talk about it, you're like, Whoa, but like it really works and it doesn't, like it never felt muddied. It never felt too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the, the art totally helps too. Cause the art's just mad gorgeous. Um, action is, is so phenomenal. The characters are great. Dialogue's great. Uh, again, like another one of like all these things that you were able to do in your comics to make them succeed. But yeah, that was another one where I was like, I thought it was a where I, I was like, it's about werewolves and it's about a lot more than werewolves. Right. And that was like, that was, a, that was <laughs> yeah. another one where like, as I, I'm getting more into it. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, I'm just like, it, yeah. it, got, it got me excited for comics. I, I'm very lucky. I get, I get a lot of review copies. I get a lot of advanced uh, reader copies. You know, I, mm-hmm. get, I have access mm-hmm. to, I have access to more comics a week than I have time to read from various publishers. And, uh, for sure. And, and I'm so lucky and I, to be in that position because so many, so many people aren't right. And, uh, and it's, I'm so, I'm so, you know, privileged that like people enjoy my voice and opinion to like want to share that, that stuff with me. But, uh, again, like because of that, you know, um, I do notice like, Oh, there's like, you know, some of these spy comics read the same in in certain ways sometimes, or, you know, like, Oh, there's like eight different fantasy comics right now. And maybe it's hard to pick a few of them apart, you know? And it's just like things, things, plot lines run together. Um, also, you know, sometimes because of deadlines, some scenes feel forced. It doesn't always, the progression doesn't always feel organic. You know, you just like, you, you see that when you read a lot of comics, you notice like not all of them are great. Right. And, um, Mm-hmm. yours like this this was a breath of fre- wolvenheart was a breath of fresh air because i i love i think that there needs to be more werewolf stories right like vampires and zombies have had their day i know right right now we've got some great zombie narratives in comics like you know with, with Philadelphia and um bloodstained mm-hmm. bloodstained mm-hmm. teeth and there's there's and and uh little monsters from lemire like there's a lot of great yes. vampire narratives again uh and and so again mm-hmm. like if you're going to write about vampires, you got to like step up your game, which you did in, in Wolvenheart. Like it's so, it's so action oriented and, and interesting. And, and just like you're, you're pacing in all your comics. Like I've noticed when I read your stuff, it's just like, 
especially on the tablet where you're like, where you're just sliding your thumb. You don't actually have to like pick up the page and you don't have to check and make sure two pages are stuck together every now and then. Like, you know, like when I'm reading your uh-huh. stuff, man, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm flying through these pages. I have to remind myself to like chill and, and appreciate the art. Right. Uh, like I, I have to like make myself slow down. Cause I'm just like, you know, gazing at the panels and like reading the dialogue and want to know what happens next. And then I have to be like, wait, like mm-hmm. there's heads rolling around here. Like, what did I miss? Like people are getting stabbed. Um, this blind chicks fucking murdering mm-hmm. people and, <laughs> like, <laughs> with a spear. Like you have a, blind, a gorgeous blind woman with a spear that is like deadlier than the queen of fucking vampires, which is amazing. Like, I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, I just fly mm-hmm. through your books and it's, love and it. it again, like you're so, you're so good at, at structure and characterization and pacing. Uh, these like I'm, and I'm also, I'm big on tension, right. And like tension propels you through the narrative that keeps you, that keeps keeps you burning and turning mm-hmm. those pages and you do that so organically so naturally it seems effortless i'm sure it's not i i hope it's not i hope you struggle at the keyboard i really do <laughs> i hope it's not too easy for you um but you make it you make it seem like so easy and wonderful and like it's it's a joy to read it really is and and i i really hope like um, cause you know, there's, there's still a whole lot of people that, uh, don't read a lot of indie comics or if they do, they read like image and boom. Right. And they, they stop there. Maybe IDW, you know, like there's, there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. are real picky in the indie comic world. And I really yes. hope that people give hunt, kill, repeat, uh, a shot and, and, and pick it up. It's a, it's a, it's a more expensive issue, but you all, it's almost a double sized issue. You get a, a big old, Correct. big old honking mm-hmm. premiere issue, like with plenty mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. And then you can even go back and re- like, I, I already want to go back and reread it. Like I did, you know, I did, I did <laughs> which I did. I read when I, when I review or prep, like I read it like once, like I read it all the way through and then I kind of let it sit. Sure. And then I, and then I kind of like, mm-hmm. and then, and then I, I peruse it. Right. Then I like, like, like before I write uh-huh. a review or before I do the interview, like I'll, I'll kind of go back through it and think of some scenes and stuff. And like, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and, and so, yeah, like I already have kind of read it twice, but it, it's just like, you know, I, what I really want to do is get, get the physical copy in March and like hold it and, and read it. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I, cause it, it is, it's, it, it's that good, but I really, I hope that it like me, like, cause this is exactly what happened to me is we planned this interview and I read that issue and it blew me away. And then I was like, I gotta see what else Mark's got. Mark's got in the canon, Right. And so like, I went back and I started checking out your stuff. And as I mentioned, like mad cave makes it so easy for press like me to do so with that hub, like it's so convenient. Uh, so easy to get the, the PDFs and stuff. And, um, anyways, like, yeah, everything I've read, uh, from you has just been, it's been really really mind-blowing um and 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 i like i like the different cultures and things that that you you bring in um there's the 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 military the uh one where the the guy it turns into kind of like a noir private detective uh midnight Mm, uh midnight tax force yes yeah midnight Um, task force like mm-hmm. even like I've read I've read a, a few a couple issues of that and like that was really like you know the 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 military and the and the, and turn you know kind of turning that into the the private detective futuristic noir um very much mm-hmm. getting like a kind of cool blade runner vibe from it but it's no, absolutely nothing like blade runner other than like just it's a future cop show right a series right mm-hmm. um but like the the way mm-hmm. you change style from like that 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 military culture to religious culture in knights the golden sun um to uh um mm-hmm. The uh, the honor, um, oh, honor and curse, honor and curse, which is a Japanese yeah. set piece, uh-huh. and and the way you like you you, you like bring in this like this the eastern cultures and 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 martial arts and and the artists oh my god that book is absolutely beautiful too and so just as you keep like all all these and then you like your your gothic story with with Wolvenheart you know like you these are wildly different pieces and full of different culture different time periods they all still have your voice right so you, you can like tell it's you even though you kind of hide it uh because like you write the dialogue mm-hmm. differently based on you know time periods and cultures and stuff and you just do you do all that really well mm-hmm. and like is that hard is it like do you do a lot of of like um do you do like historical research and stuff for some of these to kind of like orient you and get you in the zone 
all the time. I think that that's that's part of the the fascinating aspect of being a writer is is the research part. When you really tap into something that you really enjoy, and you're like, okay, let's go deeper and let's try to ground your story to something that might be familiar to the reader. So, in case of what you're saying, Knights of the Golden Sun, okay, there's the I like to call it the 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 Bible book for 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 people that don't like the Bible, because it, it's not supposed to actually hit you over the head, I mean, with a Bible or anything. Yeah. Sure, that they're like Christianity elements and all that stuff, but it's, it's you ground it somehow and be like, okay, um, yeah, I was a Christian growing up, I was Catholic, whatever. I, I kind of like know these characters, what else is there? And then you start like peeling the layers and then you go from there. In case of Wolverhart, sure, a lot of history there with Buckingham Palace and the Queen and everything that you needed to set up with the Romani and everything. Honor and Curse, don't even get me started there either. It, it was all Edo, Japan, and Koga, and Iga clans and trying to research a lot. And, and also the artist, uh, Nicolas Salamanca, he, he went to town in recent years, the, the fabrics and how they dress wow. and, in the kimonos, the, the way the architecture was supposed to be. So that's super fun. But also... I think that the key most of the time for, for us writers and, and they're a blessing in disguise and they don't get a lot of credit are editors. And thank you for praising all of, all of my stuff, Blake. But really, guys that have been with me since the beginning, which are Gio and, and, and Chris Fernandez, that they edit, those two are my editors for for Battle Cats, Honor and Curse, Woven Heart, Knights of the Golden Sun. I think that they were the ones that also kept me in check and trying to make me a better writer and, and I thank them for it. Nice. So, so yeah, a lot of research, <laughs> a lot of love pushing forward and pushing yourself. So when, when people say like, uh, that, that cliche, you know, write what you know, right. You're like, you're like, how about no, like I'm going to write what I'm interested <laughs> in. And if I don't know about it, I'm going to learn about it. Like, I love that, you know, and there's, I, I always thought that that write what you know deal was kind of bullshit anyway, because like, there's so, so much research goes into writing, you know, like it, just like, if you, if you're writing about a detective or if you're writing about like a crime scene investigator, like I, I recently interviewed Terry Moore and, and I was talking about his new Parker uh-huh. girls book. And there's like, there's a scene and they're, they're going, they're doing the autopsy and stuff of the body and like figuring out how they die. And, and they're talking about like, uh, like, like dust from the lungs or something and like how to tell if there's like water in the lungs and stuff. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that Terry? Like he's so nice, right? He's so nice. And he, he writes these like view, like this, he writes these like organic relationships, whether they're like family or friendly or, or intimate. And, and then for like him to like switch gears into like how to tell the perfect murder. Right. And I was just like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and he said the same thing, you know, he's like, you, you, you talk to people, you do your research and, you know, you, you talk to your editors mm-hmm. or you know who's ever helping you, and and, and you get it done. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, 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 everybody says that to people. Write what you know. Write what you know. And I mean, I guess that's a good place to start if you're ever like staring mm-hmm. at that blinking cursor and just sweating and hating everything about yourself. Because I've been there. I've been there too, right? <laughs> You've been there exactly. Uh-huh. And uh, mm-hmm. but you know, and so I guess like maybe maybe sometimes that's a good place to start, right? But it seems sometimes I feel like that advice like hinders you. Cause it's like, you know, don't, don't reach for the stars. Like just reach for the backyard, you know, like don't, don't go, don't go chasing your dreams too far. Ladies and gentlemen, like stay in the warm, comfy area. You don't, you know? Uh, and, and so uh-huh. that, I always thought that that kind of advice was weird, which, which none of, I heard that advice numerous times, but when I was in grad school, like that never, that never really popped up from the, like, they were pretty good about like encouraging people to experiment, um, you know, and try new things and try new formats. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a cool experience, but it also burned me out on writing for a while. Uh, so it's, there, there's mm-hmm. a lot of MFA discourse at the time when I was just like having fun and partying and, and, and writing and, you mm-hmm. know, like being a stupid little idiot. Uh, cause I was working at a bar at the same time. And so like a lot of the, uh-huh. a lot of the, my classmates would like come up to the bar and, you know, like we'd, we'd I wasn't supposed to, but I was, I would, you know, we'd drink and do, it was, it was a, it was a clusterfuck. Like it, it, we had, it was a fun, it was a, it was a fun time, man. But like, you know, seven, I, I spent seven years like, like drinking hard and like coming home at, 
eight o'clock in the morning and then getting up at like noon or one o'clock and taking a cold shower and trying to go to class. <laughs> like, you know, like it was a, it was a, it was a crazy time. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Wow. Don't recommend it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I it, it, it definitely like some, every now and then now that I'm like boring, uh, you know, like I, like, I do like, I do, I, I talk about comic books all the time and, you know, I'm, I'm writing again a little bit, uh, for like, you know, the sub stack and things like that, you know, but like, I'm mm-hmm. very much like, cool. I don't, I don't do, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bar, I'm not bar hopping anymore. I'm not doing a lot of that stuff. And, and I do, I do miss it sometimes. Uh, but then I, when you really think about it and then I'm like, no, I don't, I don't miss that at all. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I no, like yeah. sleeping, like I'm sleeping is great. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it is. It is. <laughs> But yeah, so it's uh, so that's that's what I was kind of going like you know when I was like learning to write and my, and my BA is a I have a creative writing BA too. Um, so like mm-hmm. I just I, that was like my goal, right? I was gonna I was I, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and I was like I'm gonna be the next great American novelist and, and I'm gonna live this. I'm going to be like David Duchovny on Californication. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to write Hollywood scripts. It's going to be, I'm, Shit. yeah. And then, go, then you're like, oh, wait, that, that only happens to a select few of people. Right. And you got to kind of get lucky. And anyways, I, uh, and, and, you know, then I obviously like, well, hopefully one day I want to get, you know, get, get back into like, right. I, I'm, I'm enjoying writing. I haven't gotten that fiction bug back yet. Right. Like I haven't had the desire to write like a short story or I've got some like mm-hmm. comic script ideas um, that I'd like mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, experiment with and, and chase after. Get on your chest and that th- you just need. Exactly. Yeah. The day that you, the day that you feel that they're like burning just to get out, just like sit down and just yeah, that's, put up. That's the day you get, that's the day you got to do it. You got to yeah. sit down and, 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 and clack on those keys, man. Mm-hmm. And I do miss that. Cause I, you know, I, I wrote, I used to, like I said, I used to write short stories. I have a, I have a pretty cool sci-fi uh, short story that I also tried to do a time travel mechanic. And uh, as I quickly realized when you write time travel, it's borderline impossible and is very messy. And like, you think, you think it works. You're like, you're like, Oh, I figured it out. And then, and then someone reads it and they're like, this doesn't make sense. If he, if he did this and then they went back in time there and then this wouldn't be there now. And you're like, fuck. Like, (laughs) but like that's, that's one where I kind of like, I think about doctoring that up and I think it would make a cool, especially now with, with uh, the blazes traveling to Mars. Um, like that, that mm-hmm. idea of mm-hmm. like, cause it's basically like this guy's in space. You, you get the, the dilapidated earth story, but it's basically this, this, I wrote it like he's basically Charles Bukowski in space and he's got this artificial intelligence that runs the ship and they're, yes. they're trying to, mm-hmm. they find out that there's all these wormholes and they're trying to like figure out how to navigate the wormhole to go back and unfuck the earth. Right. And, and they keep failing over and over again. And, mm-hmm. and, and anyways, so it's, this is, it, I think it would be a cool, like four issue, like four or five issue mini maybe, um, or like even like a, like a Kickstarter graphic novel maybe. But then, you know, it's again, the more I learn about this industry. Right. And then, uh, and then you, you find out like what it really costs to like, uh, sit down with an artist and really talk page rates and, and you're oh, like, you're talking, you're talking five issues that like, if it's a good artist, like 300 or more a page, maybe, or like, even if they like you, like, even if they believe in your vision, like maybe they'll throw you a bone, but you're still going to like owe them a substantial amount of money. And so like that, you know, there's, there's a yeah. lot of things in, in this industry that, that in, it both excite and intimidate me. Uh, and, and I'm also like, you know, um, I'm also still growing Blake's buzz. Like I have, I have goals and aspirations mm-hmm. of what I want this outlet to be, you know, and, and I want to get, I want, mm-hmm. I want to go bigger and farther with this too. And I've, I've heard a lot of times, uh, like, like David Popose talked to me about this and, and, um, like a lot of times, like great comic press, like when you start getting into it and people start digging your stuff and digging your reviews and, and digging your content, it's like not long after that you transition into comic book creation. It's like a pretty normative transition. And then once you get into making comics, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not really participating in that comics, you know, in the discourse of, of, of like the creative discourse of it, like you used to be. And, and so like, Correct. I don't, you know, again, like I would love to, I would love to publish a comic and, but I also like, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, my name is on 
several comic books that have released through the direct market with a pull quote on it, you know, and that feels really good too, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's like a really cool feeling. Awesome. Uh, so anyways, I, I, I'm still, I'm still trying to like navigate all that and, 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 and then life too. Right. Like, and, and balance all that out. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, I, I love writing and I love comic books so much. And it's, it was really great to read your stuff because you reminded me like why I love comic books. Like not not that I was like burnt out and I was like going to throw away the laptop and be like, I'm done. Like I'm going, I'm just going to read manga from now on, which I've, I also love manga, but, (laughs) (laughs) but but like your, your comics really did, man. They, they, they got me excited. Uh, you know, I, I I did three live shows this week and then, then tonight was our interview. And and last, last Mm -hmm. night I was like, I was like, man, like I haven't, I haven't done that in a while. And I was like, I'm, I'm like exhausted. Like I hit, I hit the sack and passed out. Like I was like, <laughs> like, like after the show and then, and then, to, you know, but today I woke up and I, and I was like excited to like, I kept reading some of your stuff and the more I read, the more excited I was to get to talk to you. And like I said, I just absolutely adore Mad Cave and everything you guys stand for and the products you put out. So like, like, thank you for like thank you, filling me up with that, you know, kind of revitalizing me with that, you know, with, it was, it was like, I was a, a vampire drinking virgin blood in a sense like i just felt rejuvenated <laughs> and alive <laughs> there's a there, there's a bumper sticker there right? somewhere yeah. from Mac. i'm gonna steal that i love that no but thank you thank you blake i mean it's 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 refreshing it's it's a fresh of breath there i mean just, just to hear you um that you're liking our stuff um stuff that i wrote um again that that's what we do it i mean that that's that's really what we do it i mean we we want folks to actually enjoy uh what matt cave is putting out so hearing you speak like this it's 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 refreshing and thank you cool i'm i'm lying about everything no, I'm just like, I'm it's, it's all for the metrics baby no i'm kidding it's all I need those downloads. I need those downloads. But okay, so on excluding your own works, what is your favorite mm-hmm. property at, at Mad Cave currently? You're like, very you can't hard. ask, you very, can't very ask me this question, Blake. You can't, you know. No, yeah, you, you, you're kind of like ask me, like, okay, I have three kids. Which one do you <laughs> love the most? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean it's 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 very hard for me, especially I, I I really can't be objective because they all again since I've been of both sides of the equation, like I sometimes uh, understood how everything got made yeah. and, and and some books actually endured uh, the process and then they were or, or you really didn't have much hopes at first or and then the end result ended blowing your mind because it was it was amazing and and again we we been through certain different times um, that again I've seen the progression and I've seen also some of these writers uh, grow um, especially David from volume one to volume three of Nottingham now yeah. with, with his new series from Active also uh, called Monomyth and also Anthony Cleveland Anthony Cleveland now has another series coming out um, I can't talk about it right now but he's going to have another series and so again I don't have a favorite book <laughs> I can't I can't I like that. I like that's that's a that's a good answer. I I was like, he's either gonna like come out real quick with like I I kind of I almost thought you'd say Nottingham, just like just because you're. I feel like that's like that's right now that's probably your moneymaker, right? Like that's your that's that's your that's your golden egg. It helps. It helps pay the bills. Yes, it helps pay the bills. Yeah. And now with the with the new anthology spinoff too, I think that's I think that's really cool. I I also I I'm not gonna lie. I was I was gonna try I because uh, I was talking to David about it. So okay, so uh-huh. most uh, and some people know this, but like I've interviewed David three times, right? Once was with the whole was live with the whole Nottingham cast, and and twice we've had like just two interviews, right? And both times mm-hmm. we've talked for like almost four hours each time, like just like like yeah, the first the first time we like hit it off and we were joking, and then like after I stopped recording, he was like you know because that always happens right like i press i i stop recording and they're like let me show you this cover you know and i'm like oh like it's coming. which sucks too because i'm like man i could tweet that and get so much tracks but you know I, and then no one will ever fucking talk to me again right but uh but you know he's, yeah. like that's, that's how it started was like we ended the interview and then uh and then you know like quarantine was was still he was still dealing with quarantine a lot during our first interview a couple years ago uh, Mm because in australia they like they were like hitting it pretty hard and uh 
uh, and you know, he, he was just, we were just kind of like, just kept talking and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden I, re- I was like, it's been like three, like we both like had to take breaks and get up and go to the bathroom and come back. Like that's how long we were talking. And then the second time, uh, we, we talked, he kept, te- he kept telling me like, he's like, Blake, I got to go soon, man. And I'm like, all right. And he would keep, and then he would like, tell me another story. And I was like, this ain't my fault, David. <laughs> like, and so like, we actually, like, we actually like, kind of like, like, you know, hit it off. And, and, um, I was, I was talking to him about the, uh, the, cause you could do a scene from Nottingham, um, for the, the writing competition. And, uh, and yeah. I, I had, mm-hmm. I had an idea for the, for the, the, uh, free comic book day issue, the mom, um, and mm-hmm. I was like, like mm-hmm. the, basically like it was, I was, it would be like a training montage sequence. And then, uh, okay. and then at the, at the end, she, uh, she leaves the, like, she leaves the mask at the, at the grave site of the father and son uh, and like walks away and mm-hmm. says like, you won't see me coming. And the, the final panel is like a zoom in on the grave. So you see like who the, by seeing the gravestones, you know, who the character was finally. And so like, I had this idea and then all of like, I, I got busy. Right. And like, you know, I got all these interviews, I got stuff going on and like, it totally like all of a sudden it was like you guys announced the winner and i was like well shit i missed that and i was just like i totally like i missed i missed the whole submission i missed the judge like anyway i was like damn but i mean you guys do it every year so i really do i really do want to try we do it every year exactly like i know that you're busy i mean growing your talent you're doing a hell of a job um but again we do it every year so again when you're up for it submit nice what's the worst that can happen yeah i mean exactly well i mean like that's why I, mean. I used to send to journals and short stories to journals all the time right and like the the, re- the rejection letter is like they, that never it, it used to propel me to like do more right like i would be like i'd be like well you say no but like and and then i started getting like the um the positive rejection letters where you'd get like the form letter but like the editor would like write a note on there and be like like i i, I from, yeah, the, yeah. from the missouri review i sent them some poetry and and they sent me a form letter but the editor wrote in and he was like blake this is strong poetry it's just not for us right now and so like i was i was starting cool. to get okay. somewhere right but then like i said like man grad school kind of broke me and then i quit writing for a while mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like i started writing reviews again and launched blake's buzz that i actually was like writing and now like i'm trying to get over the hump of like i would like to write more think pieces and listicles and stuff okay um and i really want to write about manga too but i because i'm like new to manga um i have this weird like lump in my throat that like almost like it's like it's preventing me from speaking about it like i feel like i'm not worthy which is like it's bullshit i know i i I know literature i know storytelling you know but it's it's i'm I'm weird man i got like i got i got we got weird stuff going (laughs) on here and uh uh, but yeah so like i'm Mm -hmm. i'm wanting to do i'm wanting to do more and um just with like with my platform that's you know more than more than reviews more than um kickstarter recommendations and like and of course like i love these interviews because i i learned so much from these these interviews like uh, talking to you guys about storytelling and pacing and like reading all these different comics and then kind of getting to talk to you guys about them. Like that's very much akin to what grad school was, you know, especially when we like brought in outside, you know, like I, I got to talk to like some New York times, bestselling authors. My thesis advisor had a good review in the New York times for his last novel. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, we're getting to talk and work with like real writers that are like in the field and, and doing stuff. Sure. And, and, but that's now I get to do this. Right. And I'm, I'm getting to talk to writers that are, are also in the field performing, doing well, um, you know, putting all these new books out and, uh, and I don't have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for that. You know, I just, I just get to do this on my own. I just, I just all I got to pay you is with my time. And, and I got like, you guys have always been worth it. Uh, and, and, and mm-hmm. comic books are, are worth it. And it's so, again, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm very lucky and I'm mm-hmm. so glad like, it, uh, you know, in March, Blake's buzz will be two years old. And, uh, and cool. you know, a couple years ago, man, I never, I never thought I could, you know, read, read your comic. Like I did read hunt, kill, repeat, and then hit you up on Twitter and be like, Hey, you want to, you want to talk about your comic and not only have you agree, but have you be excited about it? Right? Like that's still, 
course. That's still like, I'm not, I'm still not used to that, you know, and it's still, it gets, it gets me excited too. And, and so I'm just, again, like so lucky and, and so glad that like I have this platform and I get to, I get to talk to you guys about it. And I know it helps you too, you know, especially, especially with the indie press, even with a marketing team and stuff, you know, you're, you're still having to, to push your own product. Um, and, and so, constantly, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and when you've been doing it, like, like I said, I've been really impressed with how, mm-hmm. how everywhere hunt, kill, repeat is like, it's, it's all over my Twitter feed all the time. I feel like there's mm-hmm. just been like, and it's not even, it's not even out yet. It's just like, it's like, it's coming. It's awesome. And then every, every week, like some new outlet every week is like, it's like, Oh, this is cool. And I, th- I think what well, last week you, you were on a bearded, uh, a bearded show. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was mm-hmm. get, like, we all, we all kind of talk in a, in a discord and, and uh, I, I was getting everybody. I was like, uh-huh. "Man, that fucker's always one step ahead of me." Because we, I, he, <laughs> you, you and I had just agreed to a time. Like I feel like it was like the day after we agreed, yeah. and then he posted the interview with you, and I was like, "Damn it!" So, but no, it's, it's, we, we like. I, I, he's 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 really good people, and he's he's got a great outlet too. And and they've mm-hmm. dude, they've all like you know what I like about it is, is they've helped me and they've given me advice before. And like it's not a it's not a competition thing, you know. It's like a um there's 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 that new hashtag out right now for content creators called Grow Together. And you know it's just like everybody mm-hmm. everybody subscribe to each other's channels. Everybody leave a comment. You know, watch a live stream. If you can't watch the whole thing, watch a few minutes of it. Say hi. You know. It's just the, Little things like that really help other content creators, mm-hmm. um, A, feel mm-hmm. like they're being noticed, um, you know, and it's, you know, there's nothing more terrifying than doing a, doing a live stream and seeing that number at zero, right? No one's in the chat. No one's watching it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah. my God. You know? <laughs> yeah. But luckily, yeah. luckily oh, that. <laughs> doing, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the crickets. Yeah, right. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, uh, anyway, anyway, like I was, I was watching your interview with him, and, and that was, that was really good. But, yeah, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, he's always, he's always ahead of me um but you know he, he's been doing this longer than, than i have too but yeah he's he's good people and um and you're you're great people too mark like mm-hmm. this was so fun to chat I, I, again i cannot stress enough ladies and gentlemen that hunt kill repeat is just everything that is wonderful about comic books um and uh, that mixed with like hyper stylized violence uh violence and just like great great art beautiful characters the gods look amazing uh the 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 gold the the gold armor and everything uh the action sequences the the story the revenge narrative it's 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 a it's 12 out of 10 uh from from the first panel to the last panel like i i mean that with my whole whole heart and i am uh, i'm so excited for other people to get to read that um, it's coming up soon. March 1st is going to be in shops. You guys got to get it. Mark, I've, I've kept you for over an hour, man. I, I know you've got, I know you've got, uh, kids and, and companies and, and comics to run and, and you're, you're a busy man. And again, like, thank you so much. Um, real quick, like where, where do we keep track of you? Where do we find you? Do you have like a Substack or a newsletter or anything we can subscribe to? Basically just go to madcavestudios.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and you guys be will be in the know. And um, if you guys want to hit me up, I'll be at uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. That's basically where I hang. So madcavestudios.com, that's your best bet. Nice. You guys got uh, – you, are you doing any uh, conventions coming up to, to uh, take the new comics out? <laughs> Yes, we do have um, a full year, a full year with uh, Emerald City, and we have uh, San Diego Comic Con, and we have New York Comic Con, and we have the ALA Book Fair, and we're thinking about going to MegaCon and C2E2. So yeah, it's a this year. I mean, we have to visit every single convention that we possibly can. So yeah, it's going to be a busy year. Very cool. Well, I, I, I'm again, I'm really excited for you. Uh, I, I think this, I think this new con, I think you guys got a hit, uh, you know, like I, I love, I love David and the Nottingham crew, but like, I think this is going to be the new, this is going to be your new moneymaker golden egg. I think like it's, it's very, very good. And, and I, I hope, I hope it sells out. I hope you guys do multiple prints of it. Uh, I, I hope it, I hope it does well. Do, do you got a do you got an end game in line yet? Like, do we know how many issues it's going to be? Or are you still letting that float around? We do have. I always like to think in three volumes. Okay. Uh, I think that that's the sweet spot um, for the series: uh, five, six issues uh, each volume. Um, right now, um, I think that I have a solid three volumes for Hunky Repeat. 
Uh, we'll see what the fans think um, because we can we can end it after six. That that would be too sad. I know that the whole team is excited to continue. Yeah. It would just depend on on how the book performs. But um, hopefully we can continue. Like we have more story to tell. Awesome, that's going to be the case. Well, that's, like I said, man. After after yeah. one issue, I'm, I I need it. I need it all, and then some. It's because it was so great. March first, ladies and gentlemen. You need to get that. You need to check out Mark's other stuff. Check out Mad Caves other stuff. You know that Mad the, through the website. Of course, you can pre-order stuff and order stuff through your local comic book store which is great but mad caves website they have like some really awesome bundles exclusive covers uh digital bundles and stuff you can get that uh like very competitively priced and they ship well and they ship quickly and um that's uh definitely worth checking out their store they always got some cool stuff uh going on in the store i really recommend that mark again thank you so much this was so awesome i i really do mean it man you are a very impressive storyteller and writer and i wish you nothing but the best and i i really hope you have a great uh, great premiere and, and if you do signings and stuff I, ho- I hope they fucking line up around the block for you man because you deserve it thank you Blake and thank you for having me and again thank you for everything that you do for us shouting out not only Mad Cave but also uh, the indie creators I know that you love comics and again very very happy and humble that you go out to bat for us so thank you thank you for your support oh man any anytime I'm always happy to do it <laughs>